Mike Roberts is going to share. And Mike, I want you to come up on the platform because, because this man means a lot to me. He's going to be sharing God's word today. You know, we have something around here I call feed and be fed, which means that every volunteer must sit down and receive. And, and today I'm going to sit down and receive as God shares his word through my friend, Mike Roberts. And Mike, I want you to take this thing, haul off, have a good time. And I want you to feel at home because this is your church. You're part of City Life. We love you and we embrace you. So will you guys welcome my friend, Mike Roberts? Wow, what an introduction. That is awesome. By the way, don't, don't you appreciate this worship team and what they do? I know we miss Jordan today, but isn't this team great? Thank you all so much. We got to open it up and get going. Well, uh, welcome, 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 welcome again. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have some customs around here. I'm starting to get used to them slowly but surely, things, things that we do. And it might not be quite as smooth as Pastor Tim yet, but we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a whirl this morning, right? Okay? And the more you just kind of agree with me and encourage me, this thing goes so much faster. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be great. Um, so, uh, we have, uh, it's a custom. I, I, I actually had written down that we, we read and recite uh, every, every Sunday. And uh, it's a scripture, but it's also really the theme for this year for City Life Center. So we're all going to say this together. Y'all excited about this? So, yeah, there you go. There you go. I'd love to hear that. It's at Psalms 1, 1 through 3. So read with me. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. And this is where I ask this, are you in? And you say, and I say what? Let's grow. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is a nice try, right? Okay. <laughs> that was a nice try. Okay. Uh, as, as we begin today, I really want to thank uh, Pastor Tim and Rebecca and really the City Life team and, uh, man, this church family uh, for the invitation to really come and, and share within what I, I consider a very powerful s- a series. I know that you're getting a lot out of it, and I know I am too because the Lord's pouring in, in through it. Uh, you know, one, one of the many things I love about City Life Center is its name. Isn't that a great name? City Life Center. City like city being Fort Worth, right? Uh, life, like Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And center is always something, especially in Hebrew and Greek, when you say something's the center or the middle, that means it's really at the heart of something. So I've kind of done a couple of different interpretations that I read as, at the heart of Fort Worth is Jesus, or Jesus at the heart of Fort Worth, <laughs> or Fort Worth is on the heart of Jesus. And that's what I think about when I think about city life. God is giving incredible favor to your pastor and to this church. And it's going to take a lot of humility to walk in it. But man, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to share here with you guys this morning. As you know, my name is Mike Roberts. Uh, if my wife was here, she, she's headed here. We're taking care of some family issues. But if when you for the most part, when you meet me, you're, you'll probably like me. I mean, I hate to say it that way, <laughs> but, but when you meet her, you'll like her so much better, okay? So just, just be ready for that. She'll probably show up at the end of the service, and like I said, you'll, you'll like her better, and you can tell her I said that, okay? And uh, Susan and I 
are called and privileged to serve the Lord in what I call purposing people and planting life. Uh, that's the church gathered and that's the church scattered, meaning that this is the time when the church is gathered, where we get the word, we get to worship together, and this is a time we really build up. But I really believe the reason that the church gathers is to be scattered, which is to be salt and light, because the church is still going to be the church tomorrow, right? It's going to be scattered. It's going to be people where they are called, where they work, where they live in their community, where they, where they socialize, where they play, and they just do life. So it's still going to be the church. And I'm thankful to the Lord for a pastor and, and, and a church with a message of change and transformation. Because, and you know, we really all need to be changed, don't we? I mean, I know I do. And uh, as we were singing these songs this morning and worshiping the Lord, and they were powerful, by the way. Thank you. Powerful. The Lord is showing me that, you know, I used to think I had it all figured out. And I've just got such a, a long way to go. So I'm kind of on this journey with you guys together. And I'm, I'm so thankful the Lord can hit straight licks with crooked sticks, huh? Yeah, that's an old one. Sorry about that. <laughs> so how can we begin this, this journey of personal life change? And I believe it's changing the way we think. In Romans 12, 2, it says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. God, a God perspective comes from the right thinking. Okay, We need to really think right. If we renew our mind, and if we think right, we can be changed, and we can be transformed. Uh, you know, we... We've been talking about this. Pastor's been talking about this. We, we all have this, we want this positive, abundant, what I call godly perspective versus the big four barriers that I call that are the abundant barriers or that block abundant perspective. And, and what are those barriers? Well, it's this. It's pessimism. And the opposite of pessimism is, is optimism or trust or, uh, or confidence. The other barrier is fear versus being brave and, and, and also trust or our fear. We know that fear, like in the song, and it's amazing as we were singing the song, fear will freeze you, and faith will free you. So you got to wonder, what are you walking in? So you, we we want to be free, right? And lack is versus abundance or having enough or surplus. Scarcity versus abundance or advantage or having strength. So those are the four barriers we've been talking about. So we want to break through these barriers and acquire a positive, abundant perspective. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to rewind, hit some of the things that the pastor's been talking about. Because, I mean, we want to get them in our bloodstream, right? We want to be able to learn. We want to be able to grow. We want to be able to think right, right? So here it goes. In the first message, the series was about adopting a positive, abundance perspective, which we said this, we always have enough when God is our supply. We always have enough when God is our supply. But let me throw another little word in that, okay? We always have enough if and when God is our supply, okay? Because when God's our supply, we have enough. But if, if we resource that, if we download that, right? It says this in 2 Corinthians 9, God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all the things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And in the second message in the series was about this. It was about shifting our thinking to a positive, abundant perspective on how we wisely invest our time, our gifts, and our resources, which we said then. We said this, God supplies us as we are prioritized on the king and his kingdom, Right? Prioritize. But I'm going to add another word here too. God supplies us as we are focused and prioritized on the king and his kingdom. I mean, how distracted are people? 
Now, I, as you're taking notes right now, you could be taking notes on your phone or you could be texting your friend. I have no idea what you're doing, but how distract? No, that means you. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Man, how long is this guy going to go? You know, but I mean, we are in a distracted culture, right? But it says this in Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So today, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm expectant as we talk about abundant, positive giving produces abundant joy now and future fruit forever. And I'd like to say it one more way. Abundant positive thinking and giving produces abundant joy now and future fruit forever. So let's talk a little bit about history. Now, you've probably heard this before, but I hope you're taking notes. I hope you'll take it either electronically or you get a pen, paper, you know, lipstick, mascara, whatever it's going to take to take some notes today because we're going to download some good stuff, okay? And, it, and it's this, is that uh, write the word history, and you've probably seen this before, but you underline the first three letters of that word. History is really, this is all his story, okay? We just have these little subplots in it. And by the way, everyone here has a subplot in it. I love to help people write their stories, by the way, their God-given stories, because at the end of the story, when the credits roll, you sure want it to have a happy ending, don't you? But it is his story. So you probably unaware, although Pastor Tim just mentioned it, uh, that this that you're in a place, this place right here, that was dedicated to the Lord uh, long ago. The City Life Center building is in many ways on what I would call literally holy ground. Um, you probably didn't know that this, but the church was in this space even before City Life Center occupied it. Okay, In 1985, Gary Teague and John Knoll owned and operated a business, a civil engineering firm that would be called Teague, Knoll, and Perkins, T&P. By the way, how many were, were alive in 1985? I just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, in a land long, long ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, these two generous followers of Jesus viewed and they knew that their business was not just a business but it was in fact a holy calling and that's a great word to write down a holy calling as holy as the calling on pastor tim and rebecca as holy as the calling on martin luther king as holy as the calling on everyone here today in what I, that is being planted in what i'm calling the city life center orchard you have a holy calling. And by the way, I'm very passionate about helping people with that. And if you need someone to pray with you about that or help you in that, man, I, I, would, I would be honored to talk about it. John and Gary lived their lives with a positive abundance perspective. God blessed their perspective. He blessed their business and their ministry. And like any ministry or business, right, uh, you have challenging moments. So let me tell you about challenging moments for Gary and John. They would have what I call their Jordan River experience in 1993. And it would take a lot of wisdom and humility on their part. But they would entrust. That's the key word. You might want to write that down again because the pastor nailed that last week. But they would entrust and empower a next generation leader. What I would call like a TNP Joshua of sorts. Who would have the boldness and the grit and positive abundance perspective to challenge the status quo and take TNP across their Jordan River 
and forward into lands and onto new levels of kingdom success and excellence. Notice I said entrusted, okay? You want to write that down because last week we said that if a person is entrusted, they don't do the bare minimum. They give their very best and everything. that I mean, they just give it all, right? And that is, that is what this TNP of Joshua did. And you know what? So should we, right? I mean, I don't always get the opportunity to speak like this, so getting back in the rhythm is kind of interesting, okay? I speak in a lot of different forms. But I tell you this, the last thing that you all need is the JV version of Mike Roberts. You need the varsity version. You don't need the freshman version, you know? And I had a guy one time say, Mike, and he's very, I'd say his name, you'd know him. And he goes, you're going to speak for me, and I'm going to be out. And he's a very good speaker, very gifted, a lot like Pastor Tim. And he goes, listen, when you speak, I only want to hear two things. I said, well, what's that? When I get back, I better hear they either puckered up to kiss you or reared back to hit you. Don't leave anything in the middle. But what I'm saying to you is you want to be the best and here's how I pray it, okay? You might want to write this down. There's a book called The Go-Giver, and the fourth law talks about the best gift you have to offer is yourself. You know what I pray? Lord, may I be, in all humility, the best me you made me to be today. Be the best you. Because what happens with the best you is you get entrusted, okay? You get entrusted. TNP headquartered here in this very space until the fall of 2000 when the walls of this little building right here could not accommodate or contain the growth, the blessing, the abundance that God was pouring out in and through their business and ministry. It was awesome. Okay? It's kind of like when Peter was fishing and he couldn't seem to do it right and didn't have the manual down right. And, and, the, and Jesus said, hey, throw your net over there. And he goes, man, okay, I'll, I guess I'll try anything. I'm, man, I'm hungry, right? So he throws the net over the side and it, what does he pull up? He, he can't pull it up because the net is bursting. And that was what was happening. The net here was, was bursting. Gary and John were trees. Gary and John were trees planted by streams of water that bore much fruit. By the way, this is kind of part of the fruit for Gary and John too. Here's what Gary and John did in this space. They prayed in this building, like really. They had a common Bible they had a common Bible that they shared. These two owners, they had their own business Bible that they actually gave to someone at a retirement not long ago. So they read scripture together in this building. And they led people to Jesus in this building, their own employees. It was an amazing thing. It's still being done today. And when they left this building, okay, they left a mark and a footprint for a man with a calling and a vision to plant a work of God to transform a people, a city, and a world in and through this building. And we call this people, and we call this place, City Life Center. Right? Okay. These men had a GPS system before it was available. You know, a global positioning system. They had a GPS system. It's the way a satellite triangulates three points of reference to determine your position on the earth. It's very effective and a useful tool, right? We kind of use it all the time. I mean, but we, we do. We use GPS system all the time. And Gary and John had one. Well, in fact, they had a slightly different version. Let me say Gary and John had a spiritual GPS. Instead of a global positioning system, they assessed and they possessed 
a God positioning system. Okay? This means yes. This means no. Okay? Here we go. And I would call it a Trinity triangulation system. Okay? So here's what I want us to do. I was going to have a board, and I could have had it illustrated, but I, but I could do it this way. You know how you make a triangle like this? Okay? Why don't you all do that? Let me see you all do that. It's not a rock concert. Okay, all right, that's good. Okay, now, all right, make try. Now, take your, your pen, pencil, your mascara, whatever you're using, or your electronic device. I don't think you can do it on there. And draw a triangle. Draw, everybody draw a triangle. Get a, draw a triangle out right now, okay? And uh, we're going to talk about this, the three positions on the God positioning system, okay? And at the top of this triangle, what I want you to do is I want you to put right at the very top, write God's word. Right at the top, God's word, okay? And at the bottom right of the triangle, write the Holy Spirit, okay? And then on the left, last positioning point on your God positioning system, write community or church, okay? So, there are three points or three anchors of positioning in the God positioning system. So this is how Gary and John and how you and I can tell and identify our position, not just on the earth, but where we are for all eternity is through the system. So you're here today, you're at City Life Center. So you're in community, you're in church, right? You're here, the Holy Spirit has been moving all the way through worship and wants to teach and, 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 and guide you, right? And even beyond here. And then you have God's words available, whether you have it in paper or whether you have it electronically. So you have these three points. So let's jump into God's word and revisit the scriptures. Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Here we go. If you're with me, say, uh-huh. Yeah. Say it a little bit louder, please. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. Psalm 1 through, th 1 through 3. I didn't know that y'all would really do that. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Okay, here we go. It says this. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Blessed is the one who, these are other words you can add, who is redeemed, who's restored, who's repurposed, who's really rewarded and gifted. That means that, that they have been there, they have literally been reinvented and transformed. Blessed is the one, right, who does not what? Walk in step, meaning being on the same path or the same trajectory or even in the same proximity with what? With the wicked or stand in the way. Standing in this actually means a walk. It's like a cadence. We're walking together. One, two, one, two. They're not in cadence. They're, they're are on the same pass or in the same flow that sinners take or sit. What does sit mean? Perched. Right. They sit up there, remain with. They're hunkered down with the company and gang of mockers. By the way, mock, mocking's a pretty big deal in almost every comedy that you see these days, right? Everything's it's just mocking, 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 okay? But whose delight, verse 2, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Whose delight is in the Lord. That means they're satisfied. That means they're excited, that means that, that they're energized by God's law. You ever been around people like that? Maybe you're, the one, you're one of those, right? They're just energized by God's law. And by the way, the word says what? Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll do what? He'll give you the desires of your heart. You're wondering about your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Maybe you ought to write it this way these days. <laughs> download, download it. <laughs> download yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. 
download yourself like that. And it says this, and, and who meditates on his law, meaning he, here we go, he meditates means this, he thinks, okay? He's thinking, he reflects, he considers it day and night. And verse 3 says this, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. So what does this person look like? Like a God-planted tree. What does a God-planted tree look like? A tree that is uh, planted. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I'm good. A tree planted where? It's by, by streams of water, which yields or provides fruit in season. Its leaf does not wither. It doesn't dry up or fall off. And what does that God-planted tree look like? It prospers. So let's talk about prospering. There are a lot of different ways to plant a tree. Back in the day, tree, yeah. Back in the day, if you wanted to plant a tree, they still do this today. They tie it off. It has three anchors. Remember how we talked about their God positioning system? By the way, it's a real tree. I started to get a fake one, but I thought it wouldn't be right to have a fake tree. <laughs> you notice, to get it strong, to get it resilient, that's how they would plant it, like this. And by the way, I thought it was kind of interesting that I'm using bottled water to do it because you got to have the streams of water. Now, that, that wasn't meant to be that way, but now we brought our own stream of water, right? So in the same way a tree can grow the right way if it's tied down and anchored into the right things, we as followers can grow the right way if we're anchored to the right things. We become more resilient and productive in and for the kingdom by fully engaging our God-given GPS. Now, I've been thinking a lot about Psalm 1, 1 through 3, and that scripture is, uh, means sacred song. And I thought, what would be the opposite of a sacred song where most people live and a lot of Christians live? What I'll call a secular song, okay? Let me read you my version of a secular song of this. Cursed and in a rut is the one who walks in step with the wicked and stands in the way that sinners take and sits in the company of mockers and whose disappointment is in themselves and who disregards God's law 24 hours a day. That person is like a tumbleweed in a dry, desolate land. I'm from West Texas, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> who disconnects from the desert floor and blows all over the place in any season and for no reason. It has no leaves, and in fact, it just leaves. And almost everything they do, it fizzles, it flounders, and it flops. So you've got these barriers that people are dealing with, right? Pessimism, being afraid, and not having enough, and being spiritually impotent. Why not be, guys? Why not be a tree in the kingdom orchard? You with me? Why not be a tree in the kingdom orchard? Like, and, and why not be a tree where you work tomorrow? Where, where you live in your community. Why not be a tree, a God-planted tree with your GPS system where you play and socialize and you do life? Let me encourage you to do this. Get planted in some good soil. You know what you need to do? You need to join City Life Center or your good New Testament church, okay? Start seeking receiving the proper nourishment. Get irrigated. I mean, you're not a camel. You know what I'm saying? Get irrigated. Don't be parched. It's the water of the Holy Spirit. Let your roots with the, in your relationship with the Lord and others grow really deep. You know, the Lord will provide the results, and he'll provide the fruit. 
And you say, how do you do fruit? And this is where we're going to land it. I promise you right here in John 15, 5, it says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart, meaning separated from me, you can't do anything. Jesus is the vine and we are the what? Branches. And we must stay connected and positioned, position ourselves to stay connected to the true vine. And what about the fruit? It says this in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, and notice that word joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. There are nine fruit of the Spirit, not fruits, nine fruit of the Spirit. And we are branches attached. We'll produce, when we're attached, we're going to produce godly fruit. So what, what does a good fruit grow in? The right place? the right site, the right soil that is healthy, the right temperature and atmosphere and environment, the right sunshine, right? And I'm not talking about just S-U-N, S-O-N, the right tree, you gotta be the right tree. And leaves that are strong, what do leaves do? They convert the energy of sunlight into chemical energy, it turns into food. And the bonus is that whatever a healthy tree, a healthy person does, prospers. I mean, it's fractal, it grows, it reproduces. It's got a quality of the fruit, you know? It's got a quantity, it's abundance. People rub up against you and they taste and see, you know what? They taste and see that the Lord is good. And so what am I saying today? You are invited and you can be a tree planted in God's orchard. Now I'm gonna do something a little bit corny. You know, a lot of guys when they speak or preach, what they do is they have like three or four points and then a poem. I literally have a poem, <laughs> okay? But it's, it's a poem... It was written in 1913 by a guy named Joyce Kilmer. It's 102 years old. And I had to memorize this, and I still to this day think it's kind of corny, but it's kind of right on. It's called Trees. I think that I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. A tree that looks at God all day and lifts, lifts her leafy arms to pray. A tree that in summer may wear a nest of robins in her hair, upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. We can be God-planted trees, planted right, growing right, producing and giving right, two quick scriptures to tie this together and the three words are abundance giving and joy tied together John 3 16 right don't let it be too familiar with it familiarity breeds contempt the last thing you want to have contempt on is the word of God right it says this in John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life God gave his best. God gave his best so he could plant life and eternity in your heart and put you in his kingdom. Last scripture. Hebrews 12 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Good morning, Gary and John. I have a feeling they're looking in this morning. And I think they're pretty happy. By the way, they wouldn't trade places with you for nothing. They're in heaven, okay? 
Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing, meaning focusing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the what? Joy. For the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. By the way, that doesn't mean someday. He's sitting there now. He's king and Lord now. Not just someday in the sweet by and by. Right here now. Okay? What possible joy could motivate someone to be whipped, spit on, mocked, a beard torn out by the roots, beaten with fist and rod, nailed to a cross, suffocate to drown in your own blood? What kind of, what, what possible joy could, could, could drive someone to endure that pain and torture's death? You, 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 me. You see, abundant positive giving can produce abundant joy now and future fruit forever. It's amazing grace. It's amazing grace. Jesus died on a, on a cross made from a tree that he himself created so that we could be rescued and reconciled and saved and to be trees in his kingdom orchard now and forever. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the, the opportunity and the, and the privilege to be here and to join our lives together and lift you up. It started with worship and it's going to end with worship because you're the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, for anyone here that does not know you, Lord, I ask that they would come to know you even today. For those of us who've become disconnected from the vine, I ask that we would be reconnected in a powerful way. Lord, that uh, we would produce much fruit, that people would taste and see that you're good. They would see that you're good at City Life Center. They would see that you're good where we work. They would see that you're good where we live. They would see that you're good where we just play and socialize and do life with other people. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be a tree in your kingdom orchard. Thank you for a church that's planting trees for your honor and glory. 